Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. It's Kara McCarran, and I am with the She's the Owner podcast, and today we have a really super special guest on the show. I'm really pumped. Um, it's my daughter, Sydney. So we've had my daughter, Amanda, on the show. She was the first episode. Now, Sydney is on the 15th episode. So Sydney is, um, she lives in BC, so pretty far from me, so we don't get to do this in person. We get to do it over the phone. Um, so she recently started a business. How how long ago, Sydney, was it now? Um, it was it was in August. Um, so this this past summer. Okay. Yes. So so Sydney's got the entrepreneurial bug like her mama, and um, really what it comes down to is we all kind of realize we can't work for other people because we're too sassy, and so we end <laughs> up working for ourselves. So I'm going to ask the same ten questions I ask of all of our female entrepreneurs who come on the show, and then we're just going to kind of see where the conversation leads us. So welcome, Sydney, to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. So first question is, what's the name of your company and why did you choose to name it that? Uh, so the name of my company is called True Clean. Um, I'm an eco-friendly residential and commercial cleaning company. Um, I went with the name because I just really wanted something um, that encompassed what my mission is um, and that you know really is helping the environment that's kind of my main focus um, using natural products in people's homes etc um, and just having a really positive impact on the planet amazing yeah. So what did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, I, I could probably embarrass you and list off a hundred, <laughs> but why don't you tell everybody what you wanted to be when you, when you were small? Uh, when I was, when I was little, I really, really wanted to um, just be involved with animals. That was kind of um, something that was, was always a factor. I wanted to either be a vet or help rescue animals or just, just anything to kind of she help. Also wanted to be an animal at many, <laughs> yeah, I did. many I did. points I did. in her life for real <laughs> adorable and then now her 10 year old sister also wants to be like there's there's many different types of animals that these two girls only the two out of the four it's really weird they're like i don't know what you like sometimes you just have to run around on all fours oh, and yeah. feel like an animal <laughs> glorious yeah. Um, okay. So you, yeah, I mean, definitely you wanted to do something with animals. Um, but yeah. Sydney's always been this very, um, sassy girl, but very caring. Like she's always cared for things, the environment, animals, people, mostly animals in, in the environment. I feel like that's where your synergy mm -hmm. lies. Um, yeah, absolutely. So how old were you when you realized you were like me and you wanted to be an entrepreneur <laughs> or did you just realize that recently? I would say that it was, um, a more recent realization, I think because I always felt that, well, what I, whatever I wanted to do, um, I needed to go to school for, or I, I needed to kind of work under the man. Um, I didn't really have a whole, a whole lot of direction when it came to starting my own business. And I didn't really know how to, how to do what I wanted while being an entrepreneur, but 
you know, now, now with what I'm doing, um, I've really found a way that I can fulfill my passion, help people, help the community, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and still, and still run things on my own and have my own schedule, which is really amazing. Right. So, I mean, I think I probably, I could probably answer this, but I would love to hear what your, what your answer is. What's the scariest thing that you felt so far starting this company? Um, I would say the, the uncertainty, um, I've, I've created, I've created a lot of, um, certainty in, in my business. However, there's things can always happen. Right. And it's just kind of waking up every day and okay, you, you don't know what's going to happen today, but it's going to be a good day no matter what. And just always keeping, keeping on my toes, I guess, but, but not being afraid of that. Yeah. And I think like for the, the people listening that are about to, I mean, I, I always find it's the beginning for me is always the, the most exciting. So I don't get nervous about starting. Like she's the owner's brand new for me. It's, <clears throat> it'll be a year in August when I, I think I launched the first podcast, but like for me, it's not, that part isn't scary. It's when I get into it, like when we're talking in year one, year two, um, especially for the content company, we're in year six now where I have to reinvent stuff. That's mm-hmm. where I find I get nervous because it's like, you start to feel like, what if I'm not an innovator? What if I can't come up with a new idea? What if it's blah, blah, blah. And then all this. And I think, you know, if we're being honest, being an entrepreneur, you know, you're new at it. So it's, you're, you're getting all the newbie bumps, but there's never a part where you will go into any year. I don't think where you're like, okay, I'm, this is fucking awesome. I'm, this is smooth sailing. Like there's no, I remember I asked one of my entrepreneurial friends who's been in it for a long time. And I said to her, like, when do you get to feel like you take a breath and things are good? And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? Never. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, is there never? And she goes, no, like there's always going to be something and you're always going to be trying to achieve your next goal. So there's never really a time when you're completely just coasting. There might be plateaus of quiet, but there's never going to be that time where it's not scary, scary anymore. And I think that's why we do it because we're like that's the addiction is the uncertainty like you know tony mm-hmm. talks about and sydney's been to unleash the power within as well um but it's the uncertainty of entrepreneurship that drives me but then it's the certain not having the certainty that scares me sometimes so right it's, it's a total yeah. um it's a roller coaster but it's amazing and i wouldn't do anything else so what has been your greatest lesson so far when it comes to being an entrepreneur oh absolutely um my my work ethic um mm-hmm. i feel that after starting my own company and, um, you know, taking that leap and, and burning my boat and quitting my, my normal job and doing this full time, um, it's, it's made, I have to work harder. It's it, my livelihood depends on it. You know, my, I, I, I need, I need to go to and, and work really hard and do the outreach and, and all that stuff. And I noticed that when, when I was always working these conventional jobs, I never pushed myself harder. I always felt honestly like a failure because I ended up leaving these jobs and it wasn't what I wanted. And I was like, why don't I have the motivation to work really hard and do well for myself? And it wasn't that I didn't have it. I was just doing the wrong thing. And now that I'm, you know, on my own and it, you know, really everything just depends on me getting up in the morning and working harder than yesterday. And, and it's amazing. (laughs) 
That's a, that's a big distinction because I think a lot of people come into entrepreneurship thinking that it's going to be the same level. And like, so if you, you know, if you work for somebody else and you were giving a, you know, let's say a six out of 10 people, I think a lot of young people, especially go into business thinking, Oh, Hey, I can still do a six out of 10 when that's completely not the truth. You want to have clients. And I think it's the people that work a 10 out of 10 in their jobs that have a bit of an easier time, but once you get in it, like you're saying, you know, now you're giving 10 out of 10 because it is your own thing. And you, there is no one else at the end of that paycheck. Like, yeah, you, exactly. That's it. Right. So that's a, that's a yeah. big distinction. Um, so moving on to a bit more around, you know, what, what the podcast for me, I think is about is, and, and, um, the, the whole business is feminine and masculine energy. And so I will kind of sort of, preempt this with some conversation around I mean obviously I've raised Sydney um, she did live with her dad for part of her teenage life but by and large the younger years were spent with me here and part of what I've noticed in the last little while about feminine and masculine energy I mean I've taken a huge deep dive into it I went to date with destiny um, with Tony Robbins in December and I really understand it now on a visceral level and so what I find interesting is, and I've apologized to all, all of the kids, because really what I'm looking at is I've, I've set them up to be masculine women, and I didn't know I was doing that. And, I, and that, that's what I apologize to them all um, for, because we, I positioned it like I'm raising strong, quote unquote, women. And really what I was doing was I was raising masculine energy women, and that's not the same. And so now what I'm finding is that I've had to, they're watching me unwind from what that looks like. And now I'm helping them unwind from what that looks like. Because at the end of the day, if that's all you know, and if that's the only way that you know how to be in life, in a relationship or whatever, you're fucked and you're not happy and there's no balance, there's no polarity. And so, you know, Sydney's 23 and she's in a relationship now and um, Sydney, maybe you can talk a bit about the masculine feminine and how you're seeing the shift happening for you now that you are more aware of it, because we can be masculine energy, masculine energy. All that means is that you're, you know, you're getting your goals done. It's like hunter mode, you're hunting. And so there's nothing wrong with it. We need it, especially as business owners. But when we go back to our home and we're back into our relationship environment, it really pays to not be alpha in that space because there's there's no room for two alpha dogs period and so yeah talk a little bit about what feminine and masculine energy means to you um yeah so definitely i definitely have noticed um especially you know in my new relationship um that i have let my guard down a lot and um you know for a long time i just i i always I always felt like I was competing with who I was with. Um, I, I wasn't really, you know, nothing against these people, but I wasn't choosing the right people for me. And so it was always either a competition or, you know, me trying to overcompensate for their lack of masculine energy because not necessarily they didn't have it. They just didn't understand. And I found that, you know, now I've, um, you know, since we've, you know, you and I have been talking so much about this and since you've been, um, you know, teaching just me and me and the girls, all the, all these things that you've been learning, I was able to enter this new relationship with a completely different mindset. And it's not about being, you know, perfect on your own. I mean, you're never going to be perfect, but it's not, it's not about that. It's, 
just about the willingness to, you know, be open and, and to learn different things from each other. And I'm, I'm finally with somebody who wants to do the same. And I don't think that it has anything necessarily to do with the people. It's to do with me and, and where I'm coming right. from and, you know, meeting people where they're at. And we talk about that all the time. And it's, it's extremely important um, to recognize that. And you know, to let, like, I'm finally letting my significant other, you know, be masculine and be sensitive. And, and there's no competition. It's just, we just are, we're, we're what, whatever we need to be for each other. It just happens naturally now. Right. So, yeah. And I think, thank you for that. And I think it's important to note, like, it, it's not, again, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about what women naturally in our core feel like and what mm -hmm. men naturally in their core feel like. Men want to be the heroes. And yeah. if you're constantly telling the guy, I don't need you, I don't need you, eventually they go, fuck, okay, bye, you don't need me, I'm yeah. not going to be here. And whether they leave or they cheat or they spend time on, you know, playing games or there's, there's various ways where they will check out, but they will check out, period. And that's, yeah. you know, it's just, that is just how it is. And, and again, you know, it's really interesting to me because every, we're so obsessed with um, politically, being politically correct about it. And the way that I kind of, I've got a friend um, in the Tony Robbins environment and she's, she's really, really into this stuff right now. And she keeps, she always uses the, the term wifey. I'm wifey right now. And that's kind of mm -hmm. it. Like there's nothing wrong with being wifey at home. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you let your man, you know, beat the shit out of you or any crap like that. It just means like, if you need help opening a jar, ask him, he wants to do it. If you need help. He wants to. Yeah. Like just fucking stop competing all the time for first place. It's like, it's ridiculous. And it just doesn't create yeah. a happy environment. Nobody wants to have sex in that environment. Nobody wants to be intimate and have conversations in that. Every, you know, people are checked out. And I think the, the more women, the more we realize there's strength in being still, there's strength in being quiet, there's strength in listening, and there's strength in vulnerability and empathy. Magic happens, um, I think, for sure. So uh, do you ever feel that you're too far into your masculine energy? Obviously, you, you, you will have yes as the answer. I, I know that. Um, <laughs> give some ways that you think you've been too, too much in your masculine energy, let's say with the boyfriend or or in any other situations, even, yeah, like any, any situations that you think that, Hey, you know, I was probably too far that way. Um, I, I definitely think that in my business, I still, um, I still do that a little bit too much. Like I get, I, I, it's almost like I confuse, um, you know, with being in my, in my strong feminine with being in you know too masculine and I kind of go at things with more uh, of a heart because I, I I do business with um with some friends and and I you know I live in a small town and there's a lot of um, other business owners locally and whatnot and I find that you know things sometimes when things get too personal um I can I can slip into my masculine when I'm when I'm talking to friends and that sort of thing um but it's it's just I'm I'm working every day to find that balance and um it's it's important to 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 yeah to find that balance um agreed <clears throat> so what do you think about this is my this is probably my favorite question on my podcast is uh what do you think about personal development and why oh that's quite a question um <laughs> well 
I, I mean, I think personal development, of course, is extremely important. Um, are you, you know, like, what, what does it mean to me? Yeah. Um, con- I think it, the main thing is, is to me, for, for me, when I'm, when I'm thinking about, um, you know, my personal growth, it's always just my, my one rule is to just stay open. Like a hundred percent of the time, just stay open and willing to learn from anyone to learn about any, any subject, like just all across the board, just to stay so open and willing to love and you know we talk about leading with our hearts a lot and that's it sometimes it gets hard you know like since this whole um journey for me this personal development journey you know like I cry a lot more and I feel a lot more emotions but I'm also I feel so much more solid in my decisions as a woman as a business owner as a daughter a sister all of those things like just in my identity I feel so much more confident because I'm always just keeping myself open and willing. Right. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Oh, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm, and I'm like, I can't even describe the level of um, pride I feel for Sydney's journey, like watching her as my daughter. It's exciting. And like, as a woman, it's cool. But as the mom, it's like, it's mind blowing when you watch your kids, um, when you've created much of the suffering, watching <laughs> them learn the skills to realize it wasn't suffering at all. It was just a story. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to, to witness. And I encourage any mom or dad out there who's listening to personal developments, not just for you, it's for your whole family and all of my kids, except for the youngest who will be going um, to, to start going to some events this year it's, it's a whole family thing. And if you can get, cause it's hard, it was hard for me when I first started doing stuff, I would come home and I remember, um, Olivia, who's the middle, she's the, she'll be 19 next month. She said, you were like a hollow shell when you came home the first time from Tony Robbins. And I was like, I was, and she's like, Oh yeah, you were like, like a zombie. And I said, that makes mm-hmm. sense to me now because I left all my bullshit and I was kind of like, well, now what? Yeah. And you kind of have to redefine the now what, because you don't, anytime you start to go to blame someone for something, the new you goes, um, I'm calling bullshit on myself. Yeah. It's not about like, I can't blame anybody for anything at all because it's not them. It's all me. And that's, that's, you can feel a little bit like disjointed at first. And then you think, okay, but hold on. Now I get to decide how I, I get to rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the exciting part. Um, so do you think you have to choose between being a family woman and a business owner? I know that, you know, it's kind of, and I'm not even sure I'm going to ask this question for too many more times because I feel like it's a bit loaded, but you know, there's, there is a school of thought who thinks, well, I can be a mom and a wife and, or, or a business owner. It's really hard to do it all. And it is hard to do it all. If, you don't delegate. And if you, again, if you stay in your masculine, for sure, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are your thoughts? Like, do you think, I mean, I'm your mother and I've had a business pretty much one way or another your whole life. Yeah. Do you think you need to choose between being a parent, a family person and being a business owner? Um, I mean, logically, absolutely not. Um, Especially now, but I can definitely say that in the past, I have felt that for sure. And um, it's, it's been something that I've struggled with. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a 
you know, I'm 23. I'm definitely not close to settling down or anything, but there's things that, you know, you think about when you, when you get into your twenties and that sort of thing. And, you know, I never wanted to have um, kids, for example, when, when I was in my teens and, and up until pretty recently. And a lot of that came now that I'm where I am now, I'm realizing that a lot of that just came from the stories that I was telling myself. Well, you know, I'm, it's, I'm not, like you said, I'm not going to be able to run my own company or I'm going to be too busy doing this or blah, blah, blah. Or I want to be an artist and I'm not going to have time to paint all the time, but realizing now that you can have it all. And like you said, you just have to delegate. You just have to, you know, be either in your masculine or your feminine at the right times. And it's just learning when to, when to be there, where, when to show up as, as either or. Um, and I definitely think now that you, you can absolutely have it all. Yeah. And I, and I think it is, it is really about the delegation because in, if you're and and make, and, and being like having a certain level of financial freedom too, right? Like that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I talk about when I'm, when I'm talking with friends and family is that, and something I struggle with in my mindset still, even after all the work I've done is that scarcity mindset and thinking, well, I have to do it all because I can't hire the person. And that's total horseshit. Like if you work on your subconscious, you know, hire the person to do the laundry, hire the person to come and bring meals. If that's what you, if you want, hire the nanny part-time in the morning so you can get some work hammered out. Like there's so many. Hire the me, right? Like, right. Exactly. Beautiful Mm -hmm. plug, beautiful plug, Sydney. (laughs) But it's really, I don't like, you know, your sister, Amanda, she, she has, the clean peeps out here. I don't clean my house. She cleans my house every couple of weeks. So I don't have to waste time doing that. And the other thing to remember is that how, you know, am I making money when I'm cleaning my house for two hours or will I have a better shot of making money if I'm focused on my business for two hours? Obviously I make money on my business. I'm not making money when I'm cleaning. Um, And then, then that frees up time later that I can hang out with the kids. And that's, so yeah, I, I love that. And I'm, and I'm happy to hear you say that because, you know, as the, the mom, you never really know, like, did I totally fuck this kid up and thinking she have <laughs> yeah. it all? But no, I mean, you can't have it all. It's just a matter of getting in your masculine when you need to and getting in your feminine when you need to. So last question, how do you get into your feminine energy? Um, I know we've talked a lot about this and there's, I think there's sort of some like basic ways to do it, but what are some of the ways that if you're, if you're trying to consciously leave behind your masculinity for that that day what are some of the things that you might do to get into the feminine energy definitely um my art um that is a really big um that's that's a huge thing for me um and you know i I haven't i i always find that i don't i'm not as creative uh you know when the sun's not out as long it's cold outside we all we all don't like this weather but It's definitely a really um, important, important way for me to get into my feminine and to kind of like bring out that creative side. Not that when I'm in my masculine, I'm not creative, but when I'm in my masculine, I'm I'm thinking about my business and and that's really, that's where I live when I'm in that state. Yeah. And when, yeah, yeah, when I come home and I need to just like wind down and relax, I'm not really like, you know, some people take a bath or some people want to cook or, you know, whatever. I just want to throw on music and play with colors on my living room floor. And that just makes me feel so good. And like, I, I don't have to worry about what I, what I look like or who's around. I can just like play and just right. be playful. 
That's beautiful. That's, that's wicked. You're the first one who's ever said that. So that's, that's pretty cool. Like, um, you know, a lot of times we'll hear like I, for me, water is definitely my trigger Mm -hmm. for femininity. Um, music is huge. And I think one of the things that I've recently decided that I was going to start building playlists and um, Mm, having them available on the website for women to just download. And actually I was even thinking um, of getting some female local female DJs to build some like original content for a playlist. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, and then, you know, there's like people, it's like the tried and true, you know, have some chocolate, have a glass of wine. If that's what's yeah. your boat. like light some candles, bubble bath, all those things really do work. And yeah. they're not just, you know, marketing s- strategies that were used in the eighties, like Calgon take me away. That shit really works. Mm-hmm. Like, but music for me is a big trigger for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, cool. Well that are, th- that are, that's it for the question. Um, <laughs> I like for sure appreciate you. I know this is like probably, I think this is your first podcast. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever uh, spoken on one for sure. Amazing. Well, that's good. Um, You did beautifully. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank Um, you. You're welcome. And I am. And I, and I think, you know, women coming together, whether they're family or whatever business owners, I think it's really important that we come together and we start talking about why we don't need to hold on to these proverbial penises we've latched onto because it just does not work um, no. to be that way a hundred percent of the time. Definitely there's a place for it, but it's not something that, um, we you don't have to, to live there. No, no, you don't. So that's our show guys. I, uh, thank you for listening and, um, until next time, big love and I will uh, catch you in the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>